interested that um, Amy and Dan and well, perhaps Eleanor, well, Eleanor possibly, and probably Lucy doesn't know what's going on, but never mind, um, agreed to be baptised on this Sunday. Um, I didn't even look at the readings, and we haven't changed anything at all, um, but it's lovely to have that context of the fishermen um, hanging around and Jesus going by and, ask, and saying, follow me. And that's just what you've been doing for many, many years, I think, in many, many circumstances. But my great hope, my great joy, actually, was the first Christmas I was here, which was in 2018. And I, had, and I was here in the morning of Christmas Day uh, for a, a parish communion service. And um, a man came up to me at the end of the service. I was at the door with a little girl. And he said, well, I'm not quite sure why I'm here, but uh, my little girl wanted to come to church uh, today. So here we are. And thank you very much. And uh, that's the start of getting to know um, the Chesterman family a little bit more. But you've given, I think, far more to me than you, I've ever been able to give to you. Um, it's been tremendous um, to um, tr um, talk with you and um, think about things with you. And um, it's lovely that we're here today to celebrate with you for this wonderful, special, special service of baptism. Where does the call of God begin? Um, I, I sometimes watch rather niche films. I, I'm actually, I didn't mean to watch this film. It was a friend who has Netflix, and I was, um, it was probably a, a Christmas holiday or something. I was, I was with them, and um, they had The Two Popes, which some of you may have seen, a lot of you probably haven't seen. It's, um, it's an extraordinary film about um, Pope Benedict, who was the last pope before he resigned, if you remember. He decided to step down. And Francis, the present pope, who is a, um, a, a Jesuit um, from, obviously, South America. And so there you had a German pope who stepped down. And there was this extraordinary, and the story, it wasn't a story particularly, it was taken up by a lot of what they have said in their articles and in their encyclicals and in their engagement. But, of course, when Benedict stepped down, he was still around in the Vatican. And he must have got to know and would have known uh, Francis as well. And so it was a slight, a more imagined film about the two of them coming from two very different perspectives. And uh, it was, a, it's, I think it's a brilliant film and a powerful film. And it challenged me as well as it challenged Benedict at the time because he was, he was accusing Francis, the present Pope, of being a heretic because Francis was saying things that he thought he thought wasn't right for a, a pope to say. And one of the things he thought he was saying was that God changes. And the great Catholic doctrine of, of which we've taken on board is that God doesn't change. You can depend on God. But Francis came back, and I, I, I have to look up the, the sources of this. He came back quick as a flash. And it was, um, it was Anthony Hopkins playing um, uh, Benedict and who's the one who played Wolsey in Hilary Mantel? Anyway, um, Price, Jonathan Price played um, uh, Francis. They look very similar to these, these popes. Anyway, they were playing. And um, quick as a flash, Pope Francis came back to him and said, of course God changes. He changes all the time. He changes because he continues to come and reach out for his creation in love. He has to come to you in love, and therefore he changes. He allows himself 
that um, because he is so in love with his creation, in love with each one of you, that he is, it wants to be in a place where he can um, impress his love upon you all. I just think that's a, just a lovely thing. He goes out of himself. That's what love does, as you think about your, all your experiences, genuine experiences of love that have been lovely. There can be all sorts of different relationships. But the genuine expression of love is going out of yourself, not thinking about yourself, but going out of yourself. The nature of love is to go out, reach out. Um, and Jesus, the human face of God, of course, um, it, it, as we've found in the gospel re uh, Gospels, searches out forever those that feel that they have got nothing to do with him, brings them back in, or at least makes them realize that they are part of a greater story and they are precious in God's sight. So that's one of the ideas for me about um, where does the call of God begin? Um, it begins with God continually calling us. The second image for me is um, when I was at Theological College, which was in Cambridge, a place called Westcott House. It probably hasn't changed an awful lot in the chapel for many, many years. And the, the, in, in Westcott House, there is an icon, like one of those um, it, it, quite sort of um, stylized pictures, icons of, of Jesus looking quite severe, or at least not really showing much at all. Um, and the, 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 um, the, the the, the script underneath it, which was actually never thought about until one night when the last, when the person who painted the icon, it came to her, I think it was a her, um, it came to her that what, what she should write on it, which was, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And um, that used to be there for all those who came in to um, think about um, um, training for ordination. Um, and you can imagine it, again, rather a niche place to see that sort of thing. But why should it be stuck in a theological college? It's really, in John's Gospel, it's for everyone. And God is saying, you did not choose me, I chose you. And that means everyone. I chose you. I'm, I'm investing in you because I, I want you to feel my love and be alive with me and alive with my, my love. So these, so I go back to the question, where does the call of God begin? Now we got to our gospel reading and we've got this very famous chapter in Mark, uh, just after Jesus' own baptism, he goes in and he sees these fishermen by the, by the, I've never been to Palestine, I don't know what the Sea of Galilee looks like, I hear lots of people waxing lyrical about it and I'm very pleased that they've all had that, but well, I've never had that. I just know the Thames and the Malden, and things like that, and know about fishermen, and um, that, that, that sort of, in that regard. And there are these fishermen, and we have that um, outstanding thing, follow me, and they left everything. And you think, well, what happened in the next day? Well, what about the next day? You know, it's all very sort of dramatic there, but the next day. But it is interesting that for some, somehow, that's how um, Mark shows it, you know. Uh, we've got that very dramatic image following them. Um, and, uh, the, and, and we find in Mark's Gospel, they're, 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 they're saying to Jesus, um, we've, lo we've left everything for you. And um, he's acknowledged it. <laughs> and, uh, but then, um, why are they following him? 
in John's Gospel, it's a very interesting thing. You ought to try to look at the difference. The difference in John's Gospel is, is, is Jesus comes around. He says, um, and they say, where are you going? And, and uh, he says, come and see. Now, I think I'm more a John's Gospel person, really. I think, I'd, uh, I, think I would actually... Um, get there because I, I mean how on earth people just followed I don't know but uh, but so so it was curiosity as far as I'm so one of my the the big I think the of all the things in the Bible throughout the whole of the Bible the one image that I have that seems to ring true for me and, and gives me a lot of is actually that Moses at the burning bush when um, <laughs> when he's when he's looking after sheep and um, and uh, all sorts of things are going on and then he sees this burning bush and he and it says he turns aside he's curious and he find, wonders how the bush isn't actually burning up but it's there and it's that curiosity and i think that's how i i've been sort of um i'm curious i've been attracted by something and it's it's god is there as he is really uh, and and uh, you know it, it's 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 sort of uh, and God just says, I am who I am. That, that's it. Take it. You know, that's who I am. No explanation. Take it. And I think that that's how I've, uh, my vision of God is that, you know, God is there. God is there. He may be um, forever moving towards you, but he, he is God. And uh, all this is sort of linking up with images and, you know, how do we relate and, and um, does God really, are we really precious in God's sight? Look at creation, we're in a terrible state, but God is forever caring about his creation. Once meeting up with Jesus, um, they begin to realize that they become disciples, these, uh, these fishermen. Um, but um, in Mark's gospel, as you well know, because we've gone through it this year, um, they never get the they never get the point. They never they always misunderstand. They never get there. It's always it's always miss, missed opportunities, mistaken. They always think it's all about power and achievement, which they've never had, and that's what they think would be the best thing. And but it's not. It's nothing to do with that. And uh, and so they have to, to so they have to learn. And it's. They learn by mistakes. They learn by seeing how Jesus actually walks um, uh, facing um, death, facing um, um, sacrifice himself willingly so that we can break, he breaks open the kingdom for everybody and we can share in the life of Christ in our, in our, in our day as well. And so that's what they have got to learn. In, in John's Gospel, it's quite interesting because they remained with him. It's, these verbs are really important in John's Gospel. They remained with him throughout the day. And at the end of the Gospel, you get the wonderful, what's often called when they're at supper, and there's a lot of teaching there. And it's really the, um, John's community saying, well, this is how we feel. This is how our faith has, has, has sort of means something to us. This is where we feel Christ close to us. And they teach, and it's because of the, the coming of the Holy Spirit that teaches us about how to engage um, in the world and be with Jesus, being a disciple with Jesus through ourselves, through our own history, and through being able to be open to the Spirit within us, remaining, abiding in us. And that's the promise, really when we open ourselves up. So lots to learn about discipleship, but it's, it's going where Jesus is, which 
often is very uncomfortable places. And being in company with people that you wouldn't expect to be in company with and learning from them, Jesus and God um, shining through and learning how it is to be uh, feeling at home with the new communities and seeing where God is and seeing how God and, 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 and seeing what God sees as well in the end. All these things. It's a bit like someone said, it's a bit like bird watching. I don't know if you're into bird watching. Or maybe fishing. Perhaps you're into fishing. I don't know. Sitting still. I mean, Lucy would be hopeless at this, at this age, but never mind. But I'm sure she finds God in all sorts of other ways, uh, in the sort of vibrancy and vitality. But nevertheless, um, if you're calm and sit and just uh, hanging around and attentive, and that's when you begin to feel um, that you might, there's an expectation um, that, that you might see the, the, the kingfisher flying by and you catch a, a glint. And that's our lives, you know. We trod on, we trod, trudge on, we say, well, I'm, I'm trying to go where Jesus wants us to go. I'm trying to follow Jesus. Um, but we're trudging on. It feels very sort of pedestrian. And then suddenly something happens. And then you realize, actually, you are caught in God's love. He is able to use you. And you can change your ways um, through being in company with that kind of a God who is forever, ever coming towards you in love. He will never, never um, be distant to you. He will never let you go. He'll never let you off, but he'll never let you go. And he'll embrace you. And he longs, all of us, to try and be his disciples in our day and age. I think I've had I've got a few more, but I think we've had enough of that. And I'm listening to Lucy, and she's, she's stopped um, um, being too much excitement. So we'll give her some more excitement now as we move swiftly into uh, the baptism uh, of, of Daniel, Amy, Eleanor, and Lucy.